Welcome to the Gourds and Pomegranates podcast, talking common sense for church communications. Here's Hannah and Joe. Today we are going to be covering a subject which we've tiptoed around a little bit for a while, but we've dropped enough hints that it's it's going to come now. We're talking about AI, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, And we wanted to do this, but at the same time, you know, try and do it in a way which isn't too daunting. Mm. There's definitely things that, you know, you might want to think about first um, before going to AI. And there's definitely like, I get it. I get how people can be scared of because Mm. it is quite a big concept. But at the same time, there's been a lot of changes and it's something that we thought would be good to to cover um, so that you can realize you don't have to be scared off of it. So we're going to be talking about getting started with it and some potential uses that can help you in your comms. So the first thing to say really is that AI is changing all the time. Yeah. I mean, that, that's another reason that we didn't want to do it straight away, right? That we should do another one by the end of the show. Exactly. Like every week there's new tools coming out. And if you look back at the beginning of this year, there were AI tools available, yeah. but you kind of had to go out your way a little bit to, to find out about them because people weren't really talking about them. Whereas a few months after that, like by the summer for sure, you can't move yeah. for hearing about a new AI tool or feature. You know, it's on the news all the time about the ethics of it all. And, you know, all these different things which are now possible. You know, some amazing things, some kind of quite scary and, you know, criminal things. Um, so, yeah, we, we get it if you hear AI and it's quite overwhelming. That's certainly not what we want you to take away from this, though. So, yeah, we're not going to suggest from today's episode that you should sign up to every tool <laughs> that you hear about. But we want to just give an overview and then hopefully there's a... One or two things you can pick up that might help you. Yeah. So like as a caveat, we're going to keep things light and as Joe's already said, sort of is an introductory level. We're not going to try and explain what AI is, how it works. I mean, <laughs> Definitely I, <not. laughs> I don't understand it. It's all highfalutin technology <laughs> to me. Um, nor really are we going to delve into the ethics of AI, both in terms of copyright of material that's used to sort of train the different systems or the sensitive issue of using AI to preach to your congregation, thankfully. Um, as, as interesting as it is, it's something that people sort of far more intelligent than us are looking into and debating sort of the ethics and, and all of those different elements. However, there are really exciting ways that we can be benefiting from using AI in our church comms, especially if you're smaller teams or sort of just looking to do things a bit differently. Yeah. So... Right now, every software developer out there is scrambling to integrate AI features into the tool. So the chances are that rather than using an AI tool as such, your first real interaction and real useful interaction with AI is going to be in a tool that you're already using. Mm. So we were at the podcast show in London back earlier in the summer, and at every stand that you visited, people were just touting the new AI features they were bringing to their tool. And a lot of them were the same features. Um, There was this sort of overlap going on because it's such a big advancement in tech that you build something which works with an AI and it does all of the hard work for you, that it's a complete no-brainer for all of these companies, all these tools to be integrating that power into their tool. And so rather than it being something really scary, rather than having to go and find a different tool, you'll find these features appearing in tools that you already use. So what do we mean by this? Let's look at an example. So we've talked before about using Buffer for social media scheduling. And 
the way that you might have approached this previously would have been to come up with your content plan and then start writing the content, you know, breaking it down from what you're doing each season to what you're doing each month to week and then writing the individual posts. And you'd have probably either written those in a spreadsheet or written directly in Buffer before you then went and actually scheduled it out to your different social media channels. But now already there's a whole bunch of AI content features built right into Buffer itself. So rather than having to write out a completely new post from scratch, you can just enter something like, write me a post promoting our youth event next Friday. And then right in the editor, you'll see generated for you some content suggestions, which you can either edit to make them sort of just a bit more to what you want them to be. Or if they're fine, then schedule them straight away. Or as another example, perhaps you've received some text from someone about an upcoming event, but it's just a little bit too formal that you maybe want to rewrite it. Well, you don't have to spend the time doing that now because you can literally just ask the AI to write it in more of an informal tone Mm. or a casual tone, and it will do that for you. Another example, if you find you're often repeating yourself when you're replying to comments on social media, that again is something that within Butter you can get a suggested response from the AI. You can literally see the comment come in, click for a suggested response, and it will do that for you. And then even just brainstorming ideas. It's really helpful, you know, even if you're not using it to generate comment, rather than starting from a blank page, getting some, some ideas down for you can be a really, really helpful thing. I think for me, one of the most exciting things from you know, a social media content point of view, you can write a post about something and then ask the AI to write some variations. So you only have to write something once, but you end up with a whole load of content to post. And so far, we've only talked about text content, right? Yeah. And actually, that's a really good point about not repeating yourself because otherwise it just looks like you've clearly copied and pasted the same post five times when advertising for an event. So actually it's a really nice way of keeping things engaged or keeping your content engaging. So going slightly then out of within specific software, you could use standalone chatbot tools like ChatGPT or Bard, which is um, part of Google. You could use those to do these things. And I mean, personally, I have to say at the minute, I am loving ChatGPT, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, And it's great to use those tools. And that's good if you're happy to do that. But actually, you can't really beat the convenience of having the features within the tools that you're already using for those other things. And where this gets kind of really interesting over time is your tools learn the tone of your voice, the type of language that you like. So actually, the content it creates more in line with your brand, the more you use it. And therefore, actually, it becomes more helpful and more aligned with who you are as an organization. And some of them will actually present you with questions at the start so you can tell it a little bit about your brand mm. and the more you tell it, the more it learns and it will actually generate in line with that. Yeah. yeah. So moving on from text to visual content, to be honest, you'd have been hard pressed to have missed seeing a whole bunch of AI generated images mm. over the last year or so. Now, even six months ago, we kind of laughed at these tools, like impressive as they were, and they were making some amazing artwork. There was still a little bit of a joke because you've got tools like Midjourney or Dali yeah. and they made these amazing images, but they're a bit of a mess in some areas. So like human hands looked yeah, deformed and alien. Yeah. Um, and text as well. It just couldn't handle making text on top of images. But I think that, you know, if the AI tools could laugh and hopefully they can't, cause that'd be kind of scary. They'd be <laughs> kind of laughing back at us now because hands aren't a problem anymore. That's something which was fixed pretty quickly in the sort of next gen of, uh, version of Midjourney, which came out. Even now, like this week, I've seen news with a new version of Dali, which is 
made by um, people who make ChatGPT, OpenAI, and it's all going to be integrated into one tool. And so text within images is also now brilliant. Like it's, it looks like proper text. Mm. So you can literally just ask for an image of, let's give an example, give me an image of two 1960s businessmen shaking hands with a joke in a speech bubble in a retro cartoon style. Mm. And that's exactly what you'll get. It will give you that style of image with that content with the text in the speech bubble. And it might not be exactly what you want, but then all you have to do is speak to it like you would a human and say, I don't quite like where the speech bubble is placed. Could you put it on the left of the person or could you change the text to this? And it will do it. You don't have to start from scratch again. You can edit and refine things. And this is something that previously would have taken, you know, you have to source and obviously mm. pay talented illustrators to, to create this sort of thing. And how many churches do you know that have the budget for that? Mm. On the other hand, how many churches do you know that have the budget for something like Canva or Adobe Express? Because given they are both free, probably most churches have the budget for that. And now, aside from using Dali or Midjourney, you can write within both of those tools that I mentioned, enter those prompts in and generate content right in there through AI. Yeah. I mean, like this won't be perfect for everything within your church. You know, it might suit for some abstract art, for sermon series designs or graphics to go with quotes and sort of, you know, probably even getting inspiration for certain things. And maybe less so for generating images specifically of your church services or upcoming events. But, you know, use it what it's good for in the former suggestions of, of service designs and graphics. I think it's it's worth saying, you know, there are things that, AI generated imagery won't replace. I don't no. think it will ever replace in the same way that a photo that you take on a Sunday in your service is always going to be better than a stock photo Absolutely. because it's actually showing who you are. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, there are things that AI generated imagery can do that you couldn't do full stop before, mm. or if you could do it, it was very expensive. Suddenly you can yeah. do it now for free. Yeah. And you know, it's not just about generating new images, but when it comes to sort of editing existing content, generating sort of new pixels on existing images. AI can be really helpful here too. And I'm not an editor at all, but what previously would have been a fiddly retouching job for a professional, let alone someone who's sort of not gifted in that area, it's now made so much quicker as you can ask the AI tools to remove, you know, an offending aspect of a photo, you know, and it will magically remove it and fill in the area. You know, it's, it's incredible what it can do to help you. Yeah. And I've, I've used it all the time with, with my clients in the last few months in that it just makes things quicker in mm -hmm. terms of editing. Sometimes it does a better job than I, that I would have done myself, you know, even when it comes to cropping an image and it might be that you crop something, but you need it to be a certain shape, but that then just cuts off the image or leaves some blank space and it mm -hmm. doesn't work right. You just like, literally it's a setting in Photoshop where you, instead of deleting the cropped out area, it will generate content to fill yeah. it. And suddenly it looks like that was what was taken in the first place. It's yeah. amazing. So, you know, regardless of the impact these things will have on design professionals, trust me, I've had to think about that. We have to say it's a really good thing that churches can have access to these powerful tools and many of them without any additional costs, as we said. Yeah. So obviously I um, do a lot of work with the Baptist uh, Union and the latest Baptist magazine is all about the digital revolution. And I'm very excited about that episode, mm. uh, that episode, that, that tangible Issue. printed thing. And um, I'm very excited about that um, print. Um, and there are 
it's all about kind of various aspects of digital, but there are a couple of articles specifically on AI. And one in particular that's really interesting is from Mike Lowe, who is the comms director for Baptist Union. Um, and he talks about AI and art and thinking about ownership uh, of the, the product uh, with the creator, as well as using it sort of in new and creative ways for artistic expression. And he's using it in, in his work. It's not replacing necessarily him or what he was doing before, but it's just no. really interesting in sort of him kind of reflecting of actually, how can I use this? And one of the things we we've had various conversations, especially over this last year, and we've mentioned mid journey and we've talked about how it's improved in this last year. And he said that there was a Sony, I think it was like international photography competition. And the one that won was an AI generated photo. And the guy refused the image when he admitted it, but he wanted to see how far this image would go. And you look at it and you think it's a photograph. Mm. Like it is incredible. And it's just sort of really exciting to see how we're sort of, yeah, using it in these new ways and and having fun with it and seeing it as something to kind of, yeah, express ourselves with. Yeah. And like we said, we're not going to go into the ethics of that and especially not with art because, you know, the ethics of art anyway is a whole different yeah. topic that I don't think comes under comms. But yeah, it's amazing to see in a short space of time how this has developed yeah. and, and how we can use things in the church. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on from content generation, I think there are also some really great ways that we can use AI tools and AI features within tools uh, to increase the efficiency of, of how we work. And one area of this, again, it's our two favorite words, content repurposing. So what AI tools can do is help you pick out relevant parts of your existing content. Maybe it can pull out quotes for you that you can then put onto graphics without you having to sort of manually research them or even make the clips for you and, and sort of do all that work. So despite being in the same room at this moment in time, <laughs> which is actually the first time that we've, we've done that to record the um, episodes that we've done today. And you'll know this if you've watched any of our previous episodes on YouTube or any of the clips on social media. I didn't do a clothing change. That's what I normally <laughs> do when we record. <laughs> we fake it all the time. Um, but the reason that we can make podcasts relatively easily mm. whilst not being in the same room is because of a tool called Riverside. Um, and since we've switched to Riverside, like it's really saved us a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, Riverside is great just in terms of the actual recording. It gives us great quality audio and video when we're recording remotely. But even more than that, it helps us through the new AI features that it has there. So. The first one is that it will automatically transcribe what we're saying as we're saying it right now, which is a really weird thing to talk about as, <laughs> as you, you're talking about transcription. Though they still haven't got gourds right. Yeah, I think, I think they're struggling with, with gourds a little bit. <laughs> I think this is a, we need to change this to the Gordons and pomegranates. Gordons, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, automatically it will transcribe it. Mm. But then literally with one single button click, it will go through, the AI will go through and find what it thinks are the most interesting kind of marketable clips mm. from within what we've said. And not only will it highlight them to us, but it will actually generate different video clips for each of those things. So it might come up with, if we're lucky, two. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it will come up with a, a few clips, you know, based on how, how long the podcast is yeah. and, and how interesting we've been in that particular episode. And then you can go in, you can edit them, you can sort of slightly change the start and stop times, so mm. you can cut bits out if you want to. 
you can put subtitles over the top based on the transcriptions but essentially it does all of that work for you and even cuts the camera automatically to the person who's talking so they're just ready to go out on social media i mean they're not perfect yeah but if i'm going in going i need to find a couple of short clips to put out on social I'm not then having to rewatch the video kind of like five times to find five different clips. So it's, it, it really is a good starting point. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, was it possible to do this before AI tools came along? Uh, sure. Like you could do it manually. Transcription isn't a new thing, but it has got a lot more accurate, yeah. especially, you know, tools doing it rather than humans doing it. And it's become accessible. You know, it, it has been something which, Definitely for church, probably for a small podcast like ours, we wouldn't be able to justify the price of getting someone to transcribe it. So it would probably have been us sitting there and typing it out or sort of doing it based on our notes or something like that. But then going to actually process this language that it's transcribed and figure out which bits are likely to work standalone, that obviously saves a, a lot of time. And yes, some of the features that we're talking about here in Riverside aren't free, but compared to the cost of getting someone to do it manually, you know, it's it's completely non-comparable. Yeah. Now, perhaps the process of us recording and releasing a podcast is a bit more streamlined and easier than what you might have with a Sunday service. But we really don't think there's any reason why you can't use some of these AI tools to achieve sort of a similar result, at least in terms of a text content. I know you've said before, Joe, that you've used Whisper Transcription, um, yeah. which is a free Mac app that's based on the transcription offered by OpenAI, which is the people that make ChatGPT. And okay, yeah, it's free and it gives you everything that you need. You just drop in your audio or a video file and it it does it for you. It's stupidly easy. <laughs> and, you know, once you've got the transcript, you can paste it into ChatGPT and ask it to create some content around it. Without actually sort of too much manual work, you've taken the message that was preached and created a lot of content from it that could be posted in short forms like tweets, breaking that down, Facebook posts, you know, you could use it on graphics or, you know, even make it a sort of full on blog post. Yeah. Then taking a step back, you know, we could use AI chatbots to help us actually put together a strategy or the schedule. We can describe a little bit about our church and our audience and tell it which channels, you know, we're wanting to communicate on and ask it to suggest what sort of content, you know, we should be posting throughout the week. And I, as I said already, you know, I've, I mean, I've used ChatGPT probably since it kind of first started sort of experimenting with it, but I've used it over the last sort of two months on various different things just to see actually how good is it. And I'm quite in love with it. Because, <laughs> um, so for but why wouldn't you be like if it's if it's doing a good job of making your your job easier, yeah. then why would you say no to that? Well, exactly. And I'm very aware that there's this whole thing at the minute of oh anyone can be a social media person, you know, and it takes no time at all to create a month's worth of content for your client. And I don't think it's about that. But for me, and I don't think that's true because you you might be able to good. make it relatively quickly but then try and do it on month two and three and four and that and (laughs) keep that quality up Um, and i don't think that's honorable to your clients either anyway (laughs) so so i um uh with first fridays that i do with the baptist union which is a comms webinar um i have created a hypothetical church that i'm using now in sort of case studies because i can say we're doing this at this church and i've created this branding quite fun um (laughs) and i said to it i said to chat gpt can you create a december comms plan including sermon series bible readings 
content to post throughout the rest of the week. Something, something like that. I came up with four weeks of sermon themes that they're all interlinked. It gave a load of Bible verses. It gave me things throughout the week. It gave me some suggestions for events and things to do. And then I was thinking about actually what, what I wanted to teach in my webinar. And I, I was thinking, actually, I wanted to put a social justice element within my hypothetical Christmas series for this church. So I said, actually, sorry, you know, I mean, I think sorry. I said, like, that's great. Thank you. But can you, can you recreate this with a theme of um, the refugee crisis and, and how that impacts the Christmas story? And it said, of course. And it rewrote the whole thing. And I, I then said in the webinar, like I, I showed them what it had come up with. And I said, you know, I'm not saying run with this exactly. Check the Bible verses, make sure that they're accurate and that you're, you know, you're happy with them. And also I wanted to shuffle a few things around and stuff. But I said, in terms of just starting and thinking, how does this all align and how does this all flow? It was a pretty good place to start rather than me looking at a blank screen going, I don't know what we're going to talk about. And I don't know how to build up this message, like the specifically social justice message that I wanted to in the run up to Christmas. Yeah. And you might have got there in the end. Yeah. You know, it might have been that it took... Yeah, exactly. But being able to do it that quickly is a huge thing. Yeah. And even if it's just a case of like for idea generation, right? You do blue sky thinking, you right. get all the ideas down a page. And then if you don't like some of them, you don't you have, don't to, have use to do them. them no. Yeah. And I said it for someone else. Um, or I asked it for it for another client of mine. I said, can you come up with content ideas for this business doing this, this, and this thing? And it came up with 15 content ideas. And I was like, that's doesn't work. That doesn't work. But actually this is good. This is good. This is good. So I'm not saying it like completely replaces all of my work. Um, I still have to do a lot of it myself, but actually just in terms of getting ideas, getting started or trying to kind of create something cohesive, it's just really exciting. I do yeah. think it's quite a game changer. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of the more strategic side of things, that's something where AI is really great because it will take other published data like that's all it does mm. it's, it's trained on other data and then it can use that to suggest a way forward based on these best practices and although that's not always going to be based on content which is bang up to date by the very nature of it i suspect that generally speaking it's going to do a pretty good job of what it suggests and what it summarizes as it you know as it takes what others have written about the best types of content the best types to post and that sort of thing with that said it doesn't excuse doing the research mm. and the thinking as with anything, just because someone else has done something and it may have been right for them, that doesn't necessarily mean it's right for you or for your church. And just because AI suggests it, the same is true. It doesn't mean that it's right for you. You know, AI suggestions are helpful. They're not gospel. And then based on that, I think it's just worth pumping the brakes a little bit at this point. You know, we do still need to be responsible. It's often said at the moment, I hear this a lot, that you won't lose your job to an AI. Mm but you will use your job to a human who is using AI. As helpful as these tools are, AI cannot bring about true originality or creativity. It definitely can't replicate the human creativity that we know our maker has put yeah. within us. So we don't want to become complacent in that sense, but also it's just very easy to become detached from the content as we're farming it out and we can get it so much more quickly. Like It's really easy to become lazy in that sense. And so whilst there are clearly ways that AI tools can make our lives easier, that's no excuse to be posting content that we haven't 
at the very least thoroughly read through yeah. and checked over you know ai still makes mistakes there's a term for it when it gets facts wrong it's called a hallucination so we need to be careful that we're still stewarding our responsibilities well we're being really careful with what we put out you know as we said ai and ai tools are constantly changing so don't be worried if you feel a little bit left behind by it all you know even as we've tried to make this as simple as possible today it's okay if it feels a little bit overwhelming but at the same time there are so many resources out there that cover ai news and it might just be worth finding one that you like that you get on with and then you can just keep an eye on things and see what's new the next tool that is announced might just be a game changer for the way that you work it might save you a lot of time and for me i really like there's a newsletter called um the rundown ai newsletter it's something which is quite frequent that probably could do with being a, f- a little bit less frequent, but it has a really good variety of news and, and new tools. And so we'll put a link in the show notes to that. But if you're anything like me, your social media feeds will currently be full of adverts promoting AI tools and news resources at the moment. So just find one which works for you and subscribe to that. Yeah. I also find see a lot of people on social media sharing things that they're loving and enjoying. So like, Mm. it's always nice to see actually what's working for people either in similar fields or um, completely different of just seeing how it might work. And likewise, if you find something helpful, then share that with others as well. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully this has been a helpful if um, I want to say brief, um, which actually looking at the time before, I think I see we've kept on a a good time. (laughs) Um, For now, we'd suggest just having a think about which are the sort of the most painful parts of your comms and just have a quick look to see how others are solving these problems, because there's a good chance that things could be made a little bit easier, you know, just by finding the right tools. Even, you know, it doesn't have to be an AI one, but actually it's just good practice to think about what's not working and what might be out there to resolve Mm. that. But also don't be surprised when more and more AI features start turning up in the tools you're, you're already using. And actually probably we'd say, you know, pay attention to the update emails from the tools that you're using regularly, because actually they'll tell you what's new and how best to use it. Yeah. Even this week, I had an email from Riverside about new features and improvements to existing features that were coming in. So it's helpful to know what tools are there. Yeah. As we've said already, it's worth being a little bit careful with AI generated content, not just taking everything at face value and being careful to fact check. And as with any tool, there are amazing things that you can do with them. And it's incredibly exciting to see it develop. But they are also very powerful tools that can be misused in the wrong hands, whether they're intentionally or not. So we do have to take a responsibility to stay clued up on what's going on. And these sorts of issues go so much further than we can talk about here in sort of just an overview and well beyond kind of comms going into sort of theology, digital theology, thinking about how we practically shepherd our flocks and store all sort of safeguarding issues and stuff like that. It just turns into a minefield. But despite all of this, we shouldn't be scared off by the concept. I'm going to say it's like, it's so exciting. It's AI is just going to become more and more part of what we're doing and, and more part of our lives, not just sort of with work and, you know, comms and stuff like that, but just within how we live. So rather than being left to play catch up, I just think it would be so exciting if churches were at the forefront of using these man-made tools for God's glory and for the kingdom. I think that'd be just so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we want. So I'm going to pray because yeah, as we've said, these are some amazing tools that we can use, but also yeah, Mm. can, can be a little bit scary as well. So 
Lord God, thank you um, that you give us so many tools and resources that, that we can use. Lord, thank you that you have given people far wiser than us the creativity to, to make such things. Um, and at the same time, we recognize that you know, any tool can be misused. So mm. we pray for wisdom um, and we pray that you would just help us as communicators to um, know what's right for us to use, to not be scared off, to not be daunted, but yeah, just to be given confidence that what we're doing is the right thing yeah. um, and just to yeah use these tools effectively and efficiently for sharing the gospel with the people that you've put in our patch amen amen and so with that we reach the end of our ai episode the end of episode 29 <clears throat> and that puts us very close to the end of our third series so we've got a very exciting guest next week so we'll see you soon as you come back and listen to the finale <laughs> <laughs>